The Library by Francis Rosenfeld The fifth scene, the purpose of the serenity path finally made itself clear a couple of mornings later when Gwen woke up very early to find number one meditating at its end, perfectly at peace. One would have assumed he was watching the sunrise, but a closer look revealed he was gazing way farther than that, through the sunrise into another reality shielded from perception by the limitations of our senses. An even closer look revealed he wasn't even there. His animating force was still occupying his body, breathing his lungs and beating his heart, but his consciousness was not there, that which made him who he was, the unique personality impossible to mistake for another. Gwen daren't bother him in that state, which, even from the perspective of a detached bystander, looked like a deeply intimate experience. She just sat on a boulder, a short distance from him, watching him blend into the surroundings with the grace of a tree, or a cloud formation, breathing with the morning breeze roused by the first rays of light warming up the rocky mesa. I appreciate your discretion, he whispered, as if from a dream, but I need to let you know I've been aware of your presence the entire time. He opened his eyes wide and all his spirit rushed back into its shell, bringing him to full attention. You can't sleep. Do you always wake up so early? I usually meditate before dawn. Yes. Isn't it uncomfortably cold? Gwen shivered in the desert night air, which chilled her to the bone, even now, when the sunrise had started to warm up the stones. Cold, he said like he didn't understand the concept. Cold is just a message your body sends to your brain. He looked at her and waved his hand. Don't worry. I will not give you the world as an illusion speech. In fact, I'm not entirely sure that is true. What do you mean? I don't believe either consciousness or matter define existence. I think they are two states of the same prima materia, like water and ice. Consciousness dreams reality into being not as an illusion, but as solid matter, as things you can see and touch, as distances that are near or far. Consciousness coagulates energy into matter, which takes the form of the dream it's been poured in. Does that mean I dreamed of getting lost? Do you feel lost? I am lost. That's not what I asked. Let's just say ending up here was not part of this year's plan. Most of the really important experiences usually aren't. He smiled. We're all married to our perception of reality. But the real real, if there is such a thing, is as different from our perception of it as a word is from the concept it stands for. You may say that this representation of reality, this seeing and touching and distance, is also an illusion, an expression of consciousness. Maybe. But then you'd have to admit that upon the hypothetical extinction of humanity, the universe, reality itself, would cease to exist. You might as well adopt the young Earth theory while you're at it. I think it an insane firm of hubris to presume oneself to be that which dreamed reality into being, Gwen rolled her eyes. So, then, if the universe was before us and will be long after we're gone, whose consciousness dreamt it into being, who says we're the only conscious entities in the universe. This argument applies to all conscious entities, specifically, 
all self-aware entities whose existence started at some point. What about those whose existence didn't? Are you religious, my dear? He watched her, amused. Gwen hesitated before she responded. That's not what I meant. Imagine all time laid out flat on a table, in full view, in such a way you can touch it with your fingers anywhere you wish. What difference would past, present, and future make in this context? Ah, he listened. Now, if that is true, where did that time begin? Which point on the table can you point to and affirm with conviction was there first? But we don't have random access to time. Number one corrected her. Our condition limits us to experiencing time in linear fashion. I think you're wrong. We have discretionary access to all our pasts. That's time. That's not your current state of being, though. It can't be lived in the solid world. In the same way you could say if I imagine myself or dream of being someone else, then I have been in some sort of alternate reality, equal in experiential value with the one I'm actually living in. You know, it just dawned on me the logical conclusion that follows from this is you didn't really exist two weeks ago. I sincerely hope, for the sake of your mental health, that's not the case, he laughed out loud, with a zest that defied enlightenment and non-attachment. Where did this hypothetical drift start? Now, that's funny. No, I mean it. It started with the potential existence of conscious entities who have random access to time. We probably should return to the idea that matter and consciousness continuously morph into each other, bringing things in and out of being. Whose consciousness? Everything's consciousness. Gwen was getting ready to laugh, and she stopped when she noticed he was serious. Please. Imagine for a moment the whole of material existence as a living being whose every cell is conscious of itself, and of the whole, and believes itself to be the whole, because indeed it possesses the qualities of the whole, albeit in smaller quantity, if there is such a thing as a smaller infinity. So, in a sense, we are all gods, or God. What a scary thought. Not when you consider the next logical step, which is that so is every grain of sand ant and squirrel, every ocean, every planet, every galaxy and every universe, to various degrees, of course, all connected flawlessly into one consciousness, which is in everyone and everything, and yet runs free. What a wonderful harmony! Gwen gazed into the distance, wistful, rudely brought back to reality by the splattering noise of bird droppings landing on her shoulder. Isn't it great to be visited upon by another co-creating force of the universe? Number one couldn't contain his amusement. Gwen got up, brooding, to wipe the rules of probability off her shoulder. Next time you experience so at the thought of co-creating the universe, remember the roadkill you just passed by on your way here was one of your partners. In fact, it still is. Reality doesn't have landfills. Everything is being recycled. So, she tried to draw attention to anything other than bird droppings. What do you think about when you sit there and meditate early in the morning? You never got the gist of what meditation is, did you? Yeah, yeah. No mind got you. People don't really do that, though. Yes, they do. What's it like? It's not like anything. That's the whole point. 
Why does achieving a state of no mind require a pristine carpet of white gravel? The white path has nothing to do with meditation. I just use it because it's there and seems adequate to the purpose. What is it for, then? I don't think you earned the privilege to know that. Gwen felt slighted by the comment, but number one didn't look like he had any awareness of her taking offense. He looked like he'd just stated a fact. How long have you been here? She blurted out of context. Would it surprise you to learn you're the only person who truly knows that is not a question that can be answered? Why do people think speaking in riddles makes them look more interesting? She pondered bitterly. It's really irritating. Are you hungry? He swerved abruptly to an unrelated subject. I'm famished. He answered himself, without waiting for her response. You know, for a practice that requires you to be perfectly still, meditation really works out in appetite. Come on, he encouraged. Let's have breakfast. Another loaf of bread made its way out of the cupboard. It looked like it barely had enough time to cool down after being pulled out of the oven. Where is this bread coming from? She asked intently. The cupboard, of course. And before it was in the cupboard, there is no before the cupboard. That's nuts. Welcome to the Big Bang Theory. There is the theory. And then there is empirical intuition. If the two don't correlate, I say just go with whichever option suits your fancy. Huh? Logically, this bread can't be here. This bread is here. Elaborate. How on earth should I know? He broke the bread and offered her a piece. If it's here, we eat it. How's that? What about tomorrow? Well, tomorrow we look in the cupboard. And if there's bread there, we eat it as well. What if you look and there is no bread? Never happened. And you never thought of that as a possibility. Why would we? Well, because you have no reasonable explanation for how the bread got there. For one, you have no reasonable explanation for how gravity works either. And yet you clung to the planet your entire life. She strained her brain to follow the sequence of logical steps while she munched on her bread determined to find the fallacy that allowed this bogus argument not to go off the rails. Would you mind if I meditate with you sometime? She gave up eventually. So tired of spinning her own wheels she saw the appeal of not thinking anything at all, if only for a brief time. The life she had before, her whole real life in fact, slowly turned into a fading dream, melting into her being here now, in this house, breaking bread with a stranger with whom she only shared one thing. Being lost? Not at all. See how wonderful. The beginning of wisdom.